0: That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. What's up welcome thanks to humans for bringing us in and thanks to you for supporting the show check us out at that dot for past show episodes and resources you can also help support us by going to patreon.com slash sober guy radio become a patron thanks to jocelyn susan julie the newest members of the patreon patron squad through sober guy radio it's greatly appreciated Help us keep bringing you the best recovery content week in and week out. Today, we're going to talk about fighting for your serenity. You got to fight for your serenity. You got to fight for your peace. And I'm going to start this out with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So I got to thinking about this as I practiced the serenity prayer, saved my ass many a times. Um, and I asked God to grant me the serenity. And I think that's the first, you know, it's obviously the first line in the serenity prayer. It's the first step, I think, too, in asking asking God um, to grant me the serenity just flat out. And it's also a sign of showing powerlessness and understanding that we are powerless and we need to rely on our higher power on God to help us. I can't do these things on my own. And so I got to thinking about this though, but wait a minute, what about throughout the day that grind when these things continue to come up? I forget sometimes. I forget and then I wrapped I get myself wrapped up in situations that have snowballed because I haven't been conscious or fighting for my serenity or fighting for my peace somewhere throughout the day it got away from me it happens often and i started to think about it i got to fight for my peace i got to fight for my serenity and my question to you is are you fighting for your peace are you fighting for your serenity or are you letting the chaos of life punch you in the face this also made me start thinking about what are some things that are important to me that I would fight for. And I came up with a few of them on the list. And the first one is my kids. That's the first one that, that popped up for me. I think that's probably a pretty obvious one, especially for those of you out there who have kids. You know what I'm talking about. My wife, my faith, my sobriety, my extended family these are things i would fight for my marriage my friends my beliefs these are all things that i would be willing without even thinking about it standing up and fighting for and last but not least from the 1986 album license to ill you got to fight for your right to party sober you got to fight for your right, for your right. Sober. Sober, that is. Got it? <laughs> I couldn't refrain, okay? I had to do that. I remember my Uncle Matt blasting that back in the day. I'd be a little kid going over to Grandma's house, and Uncle Matt would be in his back room blasting Beastie Boys. And then I think shortly after that, some sometime around then, I went to... Um, into. I don't remember if my, my, my mom or some, an adult, my grandma, she probably, she probably whooped my butt, but I, I, she, they caught me singing, um, pop that boozy, pop that boozy, pop that boozy. I was like six. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, but I heard two live crew for the first time in 1986 or 1987, whenever that was. So I was running around <laughs> singing, pop that boozy. Yeah. <laughs> That's just so comedy to me. I, just funny. Um, anyways, I got off track a bit there, but we got to have a little fun too. And we're going to talk about that, how that ties in to fighting for your serenity, fighting for your peace, um, all that good stuff. So this kind of arose and let me, let me give you a little background on how this started to come up. I started to think about this. Okay. This, this, um, this serenity piece, you know, that goes hand in hand day in and day out on this daily grind that we all go through and that I know I go through, you know, often it's ups and downs. It's dealing with life. You know, it's straight up. That's what it is. It's dealing with life. And so I had a long morning with the kids, right? And, and this is comedy because my, my, if my wife was here, she'd be like, fool, you have the kids one day a week. (laughs) You have them on Saturdays. My wife works on Saturdays, the Jess, she's off doing her thing. You know, super proud of her for that. She gets out, you know, but during the week she's got the kids. On Thursday, Friday, Saturday, she's at the salon slinging some hair. You know, doing her thing. And on Saturdays, Raymer gets the kids all day. And sometimes that's a challenge for me, because with a two-year-old and a six-year-old, they're starting to fight, and they're starting to. I mean, they're they're both great kids, but they're both they go at it sometimes. Now there's lots of crying going on, lots of shit diapers, all kinds of stuff, you know, that that uh parents go through. You know what I'm talking about if you're a parent, if you have kids. So this morning was like mornings I've had before, but they were going at it. I was trying to get breakfast and get them dressed. We had to be somewhere by 10, I think. And you know, through the chaos, I was getting stressed out. I was I was getting all tense and and um I just I I was losing I, I felt like I was losing my mind. I think I had said the the phrase, you know, I'm not proud of this by any means, but please somebody just shoot me. <laughs> and I say that jokingly. I know that's something that, you know, is is probably not, you know, should be joked about, but it's a joke. So it's that's what it is. We got to have some some laughs and make light of things sometimes too. I shouldn't have to explain myself. I don't know why the fuck I am. That's what I said. That's what I thought. It's not the first time it's happened. I know it's stupid, but, you know, th- that's that's where I was at is what I'm, what I'm getting at. It's just like, you know, okay, so I was at my wit's end, right? I finally get them out the door. I finally get them in the car. You know, they're still kind of going at it. And how many times has this happened? You start to pull out and you got to be somewhere and you're probably just cutting it close. And then you see, I got to get gas because I'm about to run out. I'm literally about to run out. It's not even just teetering on E where I can probably get there. Like it's on the line of E or below and I have to get gas. So, oh my God. So I make a big deal out of that, right? That pretty rough. Got it pretty rough. Oh no, you have to go get some gas at a gas station. That's 47 seconds away. You're going to drive your lazy ass over there and get some gas, but let's make a big deal about it, right? (laughs) These are the things that they make me laugh now, but in the moment, I'm just a straight dumbass. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting myself all worked up about it. So I go over there and I, I, you know, park. the kids are still yelling in in the back and my head's spinning. I get out, put the credit card in, go to start pumping the gas. And all of a sudden it's quiet for a second. And then I just hear all this laughing. I literally hear this laughing and, um, and I'm like, what, you know, okay. So something changed obviously real quick. And I peek my head in the, in, in the, you know, in the door and the kids are having a blast. And Lucy says, daddy, we're laughing. We're laughing. Daddy, we're having fun. And like, I don't, the, the relation to this, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Was it God speaking to me? I don't, I don't really know. Um, you know, that's, I guess that's what I would uh, equate it to. I'm, I'm trying to learn, you know, how to listen better. Um, but it just came over me and it, and it said, like you have to fight for your for your peace for your serenity. Like you have to fight for it. It's okay to laugh. Like they're kids, you know. And 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 it just kind of hit me, and I had this sense of peace for a moment, you know. And and the stress I could I could literally feel it just kind of go, you know, go out of my body in that moment. Just seeing them laugh and seeing them smile, and 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 then realizing that I me had created this whole circle of chaos that I was letting kick me in the nuts that morning. You know, I, I was letting the situation control me. That's it. And I can let situations control me and I can live in discontentment or I can choose to use the tools that I know work and I can fight for my serenity straight up. That's it. It's up to me. It's up to me. So, what about fighting for my peace? What about fighting for my serenity? Do I do I do that? You know, do I do 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 I do that on the daily, or do I let life drag me through the mud, hoping that um, you know one day the the magic peace genie's gonna come down and grant me peace? You know, because I've thought like that many times before. I do think like that sometimes. Oh, the it'll just come to me. No, it will not just come to me. Now, I don't want to get this confused with the fact of 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 me right now um in my own struggle my own walk trying to trying to practice powerlessness okay because uh, it's two different things so so i can practice my powerlessness which is what i'm doing in in the steps right now I am definitely practicing those. But what I'm, what I'm also realizing is throughout the day, while I'm practicing that, I have to be mindful and I have to have my guard up and I have to be conscious to fight and use the tools that, that I have, that I've learned, that I continue to learn um, to stay in peace, to stay living in serenity, to stay living free. You know, free of my own mind, my own prison that I will lock myself into in my head and isolate and shut down and be a dick. It's up to me to do that. So I ask you, how important is peace to you? You know, how how important is your serenity? How important is your joy? Is that something that is negotiable to you? I, I feel like that's a stupid question. It 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 shouldn't be, in my opinion. For me, it's not. I love when I, I mean, there's nothing better than waking up and, and just feeling complete and feeling peaceful and feeling like I can relax. And I'm not saying perfection. I'm not saying everything is lined up in life because it's not and it probably never will be. Life throws shit at me often and I have to deal with it, but that doesn't mean that I can't find and fight for a sense of peace on the daily. I have to, otherwise I'm gonna be a miserable dude. Dude. And I've been there before, and I know many of you listening have too, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't like speaking for anybody, but I can almost guess that all of us who have been through that do not want that life. If that's you, that's probably why you're listening to this show. So how important is peace to you? How important is your serenity? Most of us, if not all of us, know what it's like to live without peace in some season of our lives. Uh, for me, no piece looks the same as it reads in the doctor's opinion in the Big Book. It's restless, irritable, and discontent. That was the best way when I thought about this to describe it. You know, is that's the first thing that popped in my mind is reading that in the Big Book. Restless, irritable, and a discontent person who is unhappy with himself and everything around me. And and that's, that's what led me to go into rehab. And that's what led me, you know, to, to finally making the decision to stop drinking. Um, when I, when I was in rehab, I used to go to a little prayer spot outside every morning. Um, there was a little chapel set up. And if, if you're not familiar, Sebastopol, California, it's, um, it's in, I believe it's Sonoma County, uh, it's by the coast. So you get the fog, um, you get that coastal weather and there's, it's a big ag area. And so they grow a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of pot out there too. So that's, a, like I said, a big ag area. Um, and I love the weather there. The weather's great. I mean, you, that overcast, like misty, I'm just setting you, I'm, I'm setting the scene for you in this, in this moment in rehab, in, in going down to the chapel, you know, especially the first week or two in there, and just sitting down on this bench in the trees, you know, with just almost an eerie vibe to it, wondering and asking myself and trying to figure out how the hell I got to where I was in my life. How did I get sitting on this bench in ch- in this chapel in the middle of a, a a treatment facility? I was all good. I have I had a good job, you know. I, I had a a good lady, like I. I didn't have some, you know, terrible, terrible life. So how did I end up here? I let that roller coaster up and down, up and down, you know, going back and forth. And and somehow after thinking I had it under control for so long, I ended up sitting on this bench in rehab. And and as I was asking myself this stuff, trying to figure it out, I noticed, and this is the first time I'm sitting there, I noticed the peace prayer of St. Francis it was carved into a block of wood. And I remember when I first read it, how it made me feel. Uh, you know, I, I can remember it very clear. I was sitting there. I was I was anxiety ridden. I still couldn't figure it out because that's my one of my issues. Probably like many of us is we, we want to figure everything out. We want to answer to everything. And so I was trying to find that answer. How the hell did I get here? Why am I here? And I read the peace prayer and hence the name the peace prayer but i actually felt after i read it like i had a small sense of peace that day i had a small sense of serenity and it was the greatest thing and i wanted to read it today cuz i think it's such an important prayer and it can be used we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about um later on towards the end of the show what i do for my my 10 to 15 minutes every morning of of just quick readings. Because what happens is, is when I, when I put too much on my plate, like I've done many times before, I don't do it. I don't do the things that I'm supposed to do because I I have too much and I feel overwhelmed. I get sidetracked. My mind's just on, on the run and I fail. And then I get depressed and I get, I feel guilty. It, It doesn't work for me. Everyone's different. So I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying for me, 10 to 15 minutes works and you can fit like I do, the peace prayer of Saint Francis in, in into somewhere in that program. Um, and and I I, I want to backtrack really quick before I read the prayer really really fast here, because if I'm going back to this incident with my kids where they were laughing and they and they were having a good time, that morning, I had realized later on that day that that morning I did not do my my daily devotions you know, my, 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 my morning prayer, I didn't do the things that I was supposed to be doing. And, and in just one, one day, that's how fast it can, it can Jack, it can Jack me up. Um, and so it's, it's a learning process. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. That makes me feel good to say that. Like, because I don't ever want to come across, like I sit on this, this mic on this soapbox, like trying to think I have all the answers. I don't, I have no fucking clue about a lot of stuff. But I do know what I've been through, and I do know the things that have worked and that haven't worked for me, and I do know um, how I'm doing today. And that's what i you know, like to share with you in hopes that maybe something you hear can help you. So let me read the St. Francis, the excuse me, let me read the St. Francis prayer. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Now, I try to read this prayer as often as possible. I don't do it every day. You know, it's not, I, I should, it's one of the things, um, it's in my realm, I guess. Got to switch it up a little bit, I guess. Um, And it's not because I'm unmotivated or careless I have been unmotivated and careless many times, and I, I'm probably pretty sure I will be again in the future at some point, but um, I'm learning how to keep that in check the best I can. Uh, but it's because I'm not perfect. and, and when I try to practice perfection, um, I usually set myself up for a disaster. And when I set expectations, I always seem to be let down. and you know that is why I try to I try to do the best I can. And have some sort of outlining, um, outlining things, I guess, <laughs> that I do on the daily to to stay to stay in or on on point, at least somewhat. So I don't have days, you know, in going back to those mornings of just chaotic stress. And so that's that's kind of what i'm talking about when I, when i'm saying fight for your serenity fight for your peace is using those tools like the peace prayer the saint francis prayer like the serenity prayer you know um like on awakening which is another one in the big book like the bible read your bible like praying to your to to god praying to um to your higher power getting spiritually fit we talk a lot about a spiritual awakening, in in recovery, and when I still talk to folks, sometimes through email or in person, um, it's you know, and I'm not the judge of anybody, but it's obvious the people that have had a spiritual awakening and that haven't, and it doesn't make them any better or worse. But what I'm saying is, is if we want to get in a in a state in our lives. And, and find some sort of serenity and some sort of peace, we have to find a spiritual awakening. And in doing that, it means letting our guard down and opening up and saying, I'm willing to go to any lengths to get this life, to get this peace, to get this joy. Um, Now, back to setting myself up for disaster, setting expectations, um, not living in peace, not, Practicing my serenity, not being powerless and asking God to grant it to me and then trying to stay conscious of that in the day. Here's a good example of this. I love to golf, right? I probably golf on average maybe once a month. So sometimes it could be two or three times a month. Sometimes it might not be for three months. I might play once. So I think over a 12-month period, it probably averages out to somewhere around once a month, right? So I can swing them a little bit. I'm not great. I'm not terrible. I'm definitely... Um, you know, I try to go out and have a good time and people say, oh, golf is relaxing. Well, sure. It's relaxing. If you're not a winner, like I am, it can be relaxing. I'm competitive. I'm so competitive that I'm usually only competing against myself. And that's a disaster waiting to happen for me. Attitude wise, (laughs) I put the pressure on. I'm trying to, you know, be some PGA player when I'm like a miniature golf player, dude. I'm a little better than that, but you get the point. I'm not a professional, but I put these expectations that I should be. And then I buy Titleist Pro V1 balls that are way too expensive, thinking it's going to help me play better when really I should probably be playing a Top Flight or a McGregor. I don't even think they make McGregor balls, but that'd be awesome if they did. My brother-in-law, Gary, on the other hand, is a pretty damn good golfer. So when him and I golf together, it's usually me and him and my father-in-law, Bill, um, maybe Papa. Uh, maybe my brother-in-law, Adam, uh, maybe big uncle Gary, uh, we got a good little group, you know, in the family that, that gets together. And maybe it's some. It, I go with the homies too, all different, all different groups, I guess, is what I'm getting at. And it is a good time a lot of the time, but when I'm golfing with my brother-in-law, it's my goal to beat his score straight up. It's my goal to beat him. And I think I've done it once, maybe twice. So he definitely, he's got the upper hand on me. He's beat me many more times than I beat him. But I'm still focused on that. And many times I'm so focused on making the perfect shot, and I'm so focused on finishing with the lowest score, and I'm so focused on beating my brother-in-law that I forget to enjoy the round of golf. I forget to have some fun. And ultimately, that leads me to saying something, usually at the end of the round, or... It could even be on the sixth hole in the beginning, the middle of the round. I don't even know why I play this dumb game. I hate golf. So what was supposed to be a good timeout, good time with the fellas, good time with the dude out on the golf course, having some fun, can go south real fast. If I'm not fighting for my serenity, if I'm not fighting for my peace, if I'm not doing the daily things that keep me focused, it's real simple. It relates to life. The golf analogy, it does. And I'm going to I'll, I'll bring it back a little bit here too. I'm out there counting how many balls I'm losing. I'm trying to hit geese now at this point that are in my way. I put that, I did the air quotes right there for you. The geese are in my way. So I'm going to hit them because I'm playing like dog shit anyway. So what, you know, who cares? And I may or may not be the guy whipping donuts in the golf cart at this point too, because who cares? My My game sucks ass today anyways, right? I let it go. Because I was too focused on trying to be perfect. I was too focused on trying to have the best score. I wasn't focused on, on, on practicing my my piece and having a good time and just letting it be and being powerless. Being powerless over the fact that my game, my golf game sucks sometimes. And just having some fun, man. And one thing I've noticed Many times when I just go up there and I just hit the ball and I just have a good time, dude, I play great. I play good and I have fun. But as soon as I start letting that that mind get going, like I do in many other things throughout my day, whether it be the kids, work, my lady, um you know, trying to keep up with all of the things in life that life throws at you, finances, you know, financial stress, all those things. If I'm not in tune, that shit can go south real real quick. So let me give you the other side though of the coin of when I practice this stuff on the golf course. So when I practice making progress on the little shots in the game, right? Let's say I'm hitting a decent shot out of the rough. I'm actually hitting the ball out of the sand. Hitting, the, hitting balls out of the sand is tough. For those of you who, ha- who haven't golfed, um, if a ball is buried in the sand, it is very difficult to hit it out of. For those of you who have golfed, you know what I'm talking about. Even a ball that's sitting on top of the sand can sometimes be really tough to hit a nice shot because you're close to the pin. Hitting the fairway once in a while with my driver, that should be something that I'm, you know, I'm I'm excited about. These little moments, these little times, you know, hitting the ball out of the sand, hitting the fairway. Hitting a, a good shot out of the rough. Those are the things I should be celebrating along the way when I'm when I'm playing around a round of golf. Those are the little things. There's little things in life that we should be celebrating along the way that help build us, they help build character in us, the struggles. Those are the things that make us the people who we are today and who we strive to be. And when I'm not celebrating those, when I'm forgetting about those little, those little wins along the way. And I'm only focused on the end, on on the 18th hole, on my score, on beating my brother in law. My inner peace is ruined. My happiness is depleted. I'm only hurting myself inside. I'm not helping anybody. And when I'm not helping anybody, I am a miserable person. So a couple things happen when I practice peace, when I practice gratitude, when I practice looking at the glass half full. But I have to be intentional about it. I have to, I have to keep it conscious. I have to fight for my serenity. I have to fight for my peace. I have to do it on the daily. And for me, it usually starts in the morning, but a couple of things happen when I do this. I appreciate the good shots and I forget the bad ones immediately because there's nothing I can do about them. My attitude improves. Have a good, positive attitude. I have some fun. I smile. I laugh. I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying myself. No pressure. Things are going to work out because guess what? It's not for me to control. I'm powerless for God to control. I'm going to just sit back, ask God to show me his will, grant me the power to carry it out. There it is. That's all I can do. I don't set expectations. I don't set the expectations. And when I don't do that, if we equate this to the golf course, back to that again, I usually do have a, a decent score after 18 holes. Most of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time. And then I feel relieved. I feel light feel peaceful. I feel relaxed. I feel like me. That's who I want to be. That's who I am. I have a good day, you know, and and I I make the other people around me. Well, I will. I take that back. I don't make them, but by me having a good day and having a good time, that vibe goes around to the people that I'm around to, and vice versa. If I'm around people playing playing golf or out in the out at the grocery store, at church, at my house. You know, out just kicking it with the homies, those people that are around throw off a good vibe too, and it goes back and forth. You know, so it's important for us, not just for ourselves, to be fighting for our serenity and fighting for our peace and 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 being the people that God designed us to be, which is um, enjoying life. And I I feel like I keep having to go back to this because I understand it's not perfect. I get it. I get if you're going through something that is tough right now. Maybe I don't get it. You know what? I don't. I probably don't. But what? how, how can we control that? How can we control those circumstances? If you have the answer, please let me know. Because um, as far as I know, I can't control shit. The only thing I can control is me. I can control my responses to things. I can control how I carry myself. I can control my feelings most of the time. <laughs> I can do my best to do that. But oh man, those 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 little those little those little wins are huge for me. Um you know, those little wins. It's important for us to celebrate them. It's important for me to celebrate them. It's important for me to remember that I'm not perfect. If I was perfect, I wouldn't be a producer and a host of a podcast or of podcasts. I'd be on the PGA Tour. <laughs> that's not happening. You know, but if I was perfect, I would lose all the struggles and the triumphs in the journey to get to where I'm at today. You know, that's the part of it. It's not It's not the destination we're looking for. It's the journey. So, so you know, I have to enjoy where I'm at right now, and what I'm doing. That's the most important thing, one of the most important things. And I have to learn to embrace that. And I'm, I'm continuing to do that on the daily. It's tough sometimes. It is tough. But I'm doing the best I can. I got to take a quick drink of water real quick. I was playing a little acoustic earlier. And I, I haven't played often. I don't play often, as often as I should. And I got, I had the itch, you know, to pick it up on a break and, and, and play a little bit. And I started singing and trying to, trying to just belt it out. And, uh, I forget, man, if you're not, if you're not staying on point and actively, you know, exercising your, your vocal cords and, um, you know, just playing guitar and singing at the same time. I mean, I can still sing a little bit, but, uh, man, it's rough on my voice, super raspy and kind of hurts a little bit right now, but I had some I had some fun playing. And so that's the most important thing too. Back to the message, having fun, staying peaceful, being ourselves. So when I don't expect any outcome, any specific outcome from any situation, whether it be big or small, and I let God handle the burden of his will for me, uh, my life, you know, once again, we usually go back to being peaceful. And it did that day with my kids. You know, it went back as soon as I, stepped back into that realm and, and, and snapped out of that programming because it is a sense of programming. You know, I've been programmed since a kid, all of us have, we've all been programmed on certain things and, and, you know, working a recovery program is undoing a lot of that programming that we uh, had growing up and into our adult lives. And it's tough, you know, is a tough thing. Um, I wanted to read, I had I had this out of uh, page 83 out of the big book, and I thought it was really relevant to, to this message. It says, as God's people, we stand on our feet. We don't crawl before anyone. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of usefulness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Now, that's a powerful message. That is a powerful message right there. That's page 83 to 84 of the big book. So what are some exercises or tools that we can use to practice fighting for our serenity, fighting for our peace, fighting for our joy, on a daily basis. And let me remind you once again, first we ask God to grant us our serenity, to grant us our peace. And that's the first step because we are powerless over it. So when I say fight for it, I don't mean try to control it. I just mean stay conscious of it and know that we have to fight for it throughout the day if we're putting this on a daily thing. We have to remind ourselves. We have to stay in that. Otherwise, we know what can happen. Snap of, I, I snapped there. Did you hear that? Snap of the fingers. Everything can go downhill real quick. So I wanted to give some takeaways here and some of the things that I do, some of the tools that I use um, to do this, this daily practice. And like I had mentioned before, when I start putting things and making them too complicated, I don't do them. And then... Like I said, I get discouraged. I get frustrated and I get down on myself and then it just goes downhill. So what's worked for me, you know, and, and take this or or leave it. Everybody's different. It's, you know, create your own little program or your own little daily devotional thing that you do out of this. Maybe you take one thing from it, but this all takes me about 15 minutes in the morning and I usually do it while I'm taking a shit. Excuse my vulgarness and my. Um, you know, that's the reality of it because I wake up early, I get my coffee and I go in my office, which doubles as the bathroom and I get, um, I get going on my day and I try to start setting that foundation for that day. And first off, I gotta, I gotta drop some weight off and I'm going to read a little bit while I do that and kill two birds with one stone and wake up with my coffee. So here's some things I do to get my day going. I get the transitions daily emailed directly to me, and I start that off every morning. And it it, it it takes five minutes. So transitions daily. If you're not familiar with it, it's it's an open online meeting of of um, of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, it's a combination of email and discussion. It's a private Google group. So they distribute the email um, to members who sign up for it, and I get it to my inbox every single. Uh, actually comes at, at nighttime, so I get it uh, for me. I'm on West Coast, so I get it at like 8 p.m. And then I usually I'm I usually open that one the next the following morning. So I just save it in my box, and when I wake up in the morning, it's there. So if you are interested in getting transitions daily, they also have a secret Facebook group that you can um, you can find that info on the page there too. Um, it's transit. You can go to transitionsdaily.org. And that'll give you this Daily Transitions email um, right to your inbox every morning. It's been huge for me. It it helps out a lot. It helps me to start out my day. Uh, That's transitionsdaily.org. And and if you do slash subscribe, it'll take you right to the subscribe page. Um, I also, I read on Awakening from page 86 in the big book. I have it saved on my phone as a, a photo. And so I go, I read on Awakening. It's very... Quick, It doesn't take long. If you're not familiar with it, it's really, it's actually, it's, it's probably my favorite part actually to start the day. I love everything I do. Um, you know, I love the readings, but it, it's gotta be probably my favorite because it's sentimental to me because in rehab, that's what we did every morning. That's how we, that's that was like the first start of my rep- recovery program, I guess, that really stands out was on awakening because we all met in the big great room and everybody sat down and you had your coffee and you did your big book study. And the first thing we read was on awakening. If you're not familiar with it, it's on page 86 in the big book. It's on awakening. Let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, We ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to, to determine which course to take. Here, we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision, we relax and we take it easy. We don't struggle. We're often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. Huge. And I can tell you from experience, especially lately, when I stop and I pause and I ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought or if I have to make a decision and I relax and I take it easy like it says and I don't struggle, I am often surprised how the right answer will come after I started trying this for a while. And I mean that straight up. Um, Try it out. See what you think. I also get a short Bible verse. It's a a Bible verse of the day emailed right to my inbox. Every morning I wake up, it's in there. BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com, daily email. And then I say a quick prayer about what I'm grateful for a little gratitude prayer. And I ask God to show me how I can help someone that day. How can I help somebody today? And I also ask him to show me my will, grant me the power to carry it out, keep it simple. And since I've started doing that, since I started working with my sponsor who pointed that out to me, that that's, you know, because I I think this is good to explain really quick. I, I, I get caught up and I have getting caught up in praying, right? It's hard sometimes. Maybe you don't, you don't even know what to pray for. I still do that. I still stop and I don't know what to pray for uh, many times. And you feel stupid. You feel like you don't, I don't even know why I'm doing this right now. Why am I even doing this? I, this is stupid. I, I hate to say that, but that's the reality of it. And that's insecurities in me. And, and this is what I've learned over time with that is that I don't have to have the perfect prayer. God doesn't want me to be perfect. He just wants me to be real, and he wants me to be honest. And sometimes I would pray for stuff that was real, un, just unrealistic, and stuff that I didn't need to. I, I would complicate things, just like I do with a lot of with a lot of different things. I do it with prayer too. And so my sponsor pointed out to me, "Look, this is what I want you to to practice. I want you to practice asking God to show you His, to show you your will, and grant you the power to carry it out. And that's it." and just keep it simple. And so I've been doing that too. And it's been huge. It keeps it very simple. It reminds me, I don't have to save the world. I don't have to control everything. It's not up to me, but I'm going to do my best. I'm still going to have some goals. I'm still going to have many goals. I'm still going to have aspirations and dreams. And, um, you know, I, I want to make sure I don't, um, I don't mistake that and, 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 you know, cause that's the first thing I thought of. Well, that means I'm a lazy ass if I'm powerless, right? If I'm not asking, you know, if I'm not um, thinking that that's not true, that's not how it works. And to be honest, I don't know how it works, but I know it's working for me right now. So that's all I can say on that. Um, when I don't do this stuff. So, and like I said, this can all be done in about 10, 15 minutes. You can try it while taking a dump. If you'd like, <laughs> so terrible, huh? Taking a dump it's just so vulgar and disgusting. I know. I'm sorry, but that's, that's, I'm just being honest with you. That's really when I usually do it in the mornings. First thing takes 10 or 15 minutes. Um, if on, on some, uh, there, there are some days where my feet fall asleep because I'll get in there about 30 minutes. You ever had your feet fall asleep while you're taking a shit? It's the most uncomfortable thing ever trying to stand up. You got your sweats for me in the morning my boner sweats on and my sweats are at my ankles and my feet are falling asleep and i'm trying to stand up and like stretch and move my legs around almost falling over uh i'm all on point because i'm like super dialed into my recovery thing in the morning and i'm still trying to sip some coffee at the same time it's a mess i am a mess sometimes but whatever i'm doing um it seems to be working right now and i hope you can find something out of um you know just one one thing that I've said today if it can help you, man then this this podcast has been a success today that's all that matters to me i'm I'm not tripping on any of the other shit that that comes along with this anymore and it's been so so freeing I'll tell you what it has been because that's what this is about is staying sober um you know enjoying life being a good person and loving God straight up now. My language, on the other hand, that's something between God and I. And I don't know how that's going to work out. That's a whole nother show, whole nother topic. I'm constantly, someone had mentioned that too. I had an email or someone had posted somewhere that it's funny because I curse and then I get mad at myself for cursing. And then I, (laughs) and I notice I do do that. And that's just one of those, those struggle things. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I may listen back on this, you know, one day and, and be embarrassed about my language. But for right now, at this time in my life, um, it's just what it is, I guess. So when I do all this stuff, I am definitely fighting for my serenity. I'm fighting for my peace on the daily. It's that daily grime. I'm preparing myself to go into battle every day. Every day I wake up and I'm keeping it simple I'm preparing to deal with life. I'm not running from it anymore. I'm not running from anything. I'm standing my ground firm like a lion, son, like a lion standing my ground. I have to know that things are out of my control and I can only control the way I respond to certain situations, people, or things. And that's it. I hope y'all have a great weekend. I hope y'all have a great week if you're listening to this on a Monday. I hope everything is going well in your life. Just know that there's hope. There's always hope. Hold on. Reach out to somebody. There's communities. There's people. There are resources out there that can help you. I want to bring up one more thing before we go. Did anybody notice in this in this show today how many times the word alcohol or drugs was mentioned? Just thought of this. Um... I'm going to say maybe two, I think in the beginning, maybe two. So my point to this is, is it's taken me a, a, a bit to understand this, but alcohol and drugs are the face of my problems as Shane Raymer that I deal with in life. And they're they're minuscule to what some people deal with. So let me just say that first, like I'm a lucky dude. Have I been through some shit? Absolutely. We all have, but there's many people out there and I pray for them that have it much worse than I do. So I want to be clear about that. But my inability to deal with life caused me to drink, to use drugs. Using drugs and drinking did not cause me to do the things that I did and to have, I mean, it did cause me an inability to deal with life too, but do you see what I'm saying? This is a life program. Recovery is a life program. It's not about just, you know, not drinking. It is just about that, especially maybe. So let me preface that too. Just for today, that's all we can worry about is today. It is about just not drinking first and foremost, but right beside that, this is a life program is all I'm getting at. It's about recovery. It's about learning about ourselves, being honest with ourselves. I have to be honest with me. I have to put the work in, and I have to want it, too. You know, I have to want it. And I'll tell you what, man, it feels, number one, it feels great to be sober. It feels great to not have to use alcohol, use drugs as a crutch anymore, but it feels great to, to learn and be on this journey and continue to learn every day about myself and about ways to deal with this crazy life. Because it's the world's crazy. And if we don't have the tools, if we're not putting in work, we don't have community around us, if we're not fighting for our peace and our serenity, the chaos will get us. The enemy will overtake. So wake up every day ready for battle. I love you all. Much love. Thank you so much for the support of the show peace, love, respect to keep your blood clean.